Welcome to Sleep Talk Snapshots, bringing you the latest on sleep from around the world. Bill Capps, the Head of Product Planning and Development at Qantas, and Qantas has also recently established a collaboration with the Charles Perkins Centre at the University of Sydney with an aim to further refine what they're doing in this area. Thanks very much for giving us the time and talking to us on the podcast. That's a pleasure. Happy to be part of it. So Qantas has long been a pioneer of long-haul flight and had to be at the forefront of managing jet lag for passengers. So what are you hoping to achieve with the collaboration? So far for us, the product and service design that's gone into the 787 and the, and the product and the experience that sits around that draws from existing science that is either from uh, sleep science, from nutrition and dietetics, from biomedical engineering, from complex data analysis. And that's really set up a really strong foundation for us. Moving forward, Qantas will actually becoming a research node of the Charles Perkins Centre. So what that means is that we will become a platform working in partnership with some of our customers who will self-nominate to create new research. So this is stuff that's never been really looked at before in terms of the effects of travel on the human body. That's great for us because it means we'll be at the forefront of designing product and service that continues to, to improve the experience of customers, whether that's health, well-being, time zone shift. And again, it c- continues to make sure that we continue innovating and, and staying ahead of what the competition is doing. But more importantly, designing stuff, uh, if we're going to be focusing on long haul, that really resonates with customers. And there are four different themes, I suppose, of research that we'll be focusing on. One is state of mind, because we think avoiding stress and delivering a seamless, more controlled experience is of real benefit to customers. The second domain of research will be around cardiometabolic state. So this is more, I guess, the physical aspects of travel on the human body. The third domain will be on sleep and physical activity, when and where and how to sleep, and then uh, during the whole travel experience, not just the flight, um, how you might want to engage in some sort of physical activity. And the fourth is how to maximize the performance of the immune function during the whole process of travel. So those are new domains. There is not existing research that any of us can utilise from around the world. So Qantas is partnering with the Charles Birkin Centre to be at the forefront of that sort of analysis in the future. So what does Qantas do currently to help mitigate jet lag for passengers? For us, the 787 is a bit of a turning point. I mean, as you say, we've always been an airline that is operating significant long-haul percentage of flying. A lot of that is just based on where we sit relative to other regions of the world. We have uh, long held our own, I guess, built experiences through our engineering teams. We've built long-term partnerships with aircraft interior vendors. And we work with people who are best in class in terms of product design, whether that's Neil Perry in terms of food beverage service, whether it's Martin Houston or David Kayon in terms of our uh, aircraft cabin interiors, whether it's even designers like Martin Grant who are helping us out with our amenities. So all of that is done with a long-term lens. I suppose the difference here is that the 787 will now operate when it flies from Perth to London, our longest flight ever. We thought even with the great experience and knowledge we have to hand, we wanted to take a bit of a different perspective on this and start thinking about what happens to things like the human metabolism, sleep, exercise, state of mind when you start to push flights beyond somewhere around an 18-hour duration. And that's when we wanted to expand on our current portfolio, I suppose, of expertise and partnerships and, and reach out to uh, the Charles Birkin Centre at City University. Yeah, and in the future, you're planning to do even longer flights, I understand, with Project Sunrise and hoping to fly direct east coast between Australia and New York and Australia and London. 
Yeah, that's right. I think we've got some aspirations to be able to operate point to point in a much more non-stop fashion. We think that will be really attractive to our customers because that should cut off time from the total journey. But in doing that, we want to make sure then we're increasingly aware of what happens when you take a circadian rhythm to sort of 23, 24 hours um, in duration when you start thinking of the time at which you might leave a hotel or work and the time at which you might get to a hotel or home at the other side of the journey. At the moment, in terms of what Qantas does with flights, is managing light exposure during flight part of the current customer program? It is to a large degree. Uh, again, because of where we are, a lot of our long-haul flying has a quite a significant percentage of that duration at night. So, you know, that plays then into everything from how we design cabin lighting how we design in-flight entertainment interfaces, but then also at what degree traditionally you would keep window shades closed and when you would serve customers. So all of that is plays into the current service uh, quite significantly. Again, as we start to transition into the ultra-long-haul flying with the 787, we've changed that significantly again with the Charles Perkins influence. Yeah, and I really like your point about it's not just about the sleep and there are lots of other components to the passenger experience that are going to make people arrive fresher and better rested. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Again, we think in a normal human day when you're not traveling, there are a whole lot of experiences that you would do. You would sleep, you would be awake, you'd probably do some work, um, you'd have leisure time, you'd have relaxation time, you might have some social time. We wanted to make sure that we were taking into account all of those different experiences within the day, even when they're executed in the context of an aircraft flight. What we didn't want to do with a 787 is just take the service and product sequence that we would do, say, on a Sydney-Los Angeles flight, and then just stretch that out and put more white space between the service interactions. We wanted to really design it from the ground up with some really good expertise that takes into account, you know, what is the, the cycle of metabolism throughout a human day. Foods that help to promote some of the natural hormones in your body that would promote sleep. Similarly, what sort of foods help you to be more wakeful? And beyond food and beverage and service, what light frequencies help to promote sleep or avoid wakefulness? How might we influence even things like cabin uh, temperature to help in a natural way, at the very least, make people feel no worse, but certainly at our best use science to help uh, customers feel as best they can and adjust to new, new time zones as much as we can influence. So all of that has gone into the design of the 787 long haul experience. Yeah, so just talk me through the practical aspects of that. What in a realistic sense is different between a Sydney to Los Angeles and then a proposed Perth to London flight as the passenger? So a lot of the elements will be absolutely comparable. It's more just, I guess, an editing or an evolution of what we would do there. So for example, we will be leaving Perth on the way out to London after 7 p.m. at night. Traditionally, any airline uh, at, a, at that sort of time would go straight into a dinner service after takeoff. What we want to do is let customers know that whilst it might be 7 p.m. in Perth, it's probably mid to late morning in London. To help customers adjust from a time zone perspective, we want to offer the choice to dine slightly later after departure from Perth by delaying the meal service and then by slightly delaying the, the commencement of sleep. We even start to shift in those day and sleep patterns of a customer to something that be more, is more reflective of what would be in London at that time. So it's about changing some of the sequences, retiming some of the service sequences, providing choice for customers, which is really important for us. And then very importantly, as well as also communicating to customers to let them know why we're doing what we're doing. And so that's one of the elements there. Again, that's probably some of the, the softer elements of the service experience, the intangible elements 
from a more physical perspective, one of the sleep physicians who is on the cohort at Sydney University working with us has worked with our principal product designer, David Kayon, the Qantas team, and also Boeing to design and develop all of the lighting sequences that are going on board the 787. It's not dissimilar to on smartphones now when you can have a nighttime setting which is showing you a more warm light versus in the morning where you see more cool light. We've applied that with some of the expertise from Sydney University into the lighting design on board. So at night we will be avoiding some of those cooler tones in lights and warming that up. And in the daytime when it's best to to get customers energized and awake, we'll be ch- we're changing some of those. So all of that is actually, when you have a look at it as a customer, looks like much more of a natural lighting scenario. What's exciting for us is this is the first time with an aircraft manufacturer like Boeing that we've had the opportunity to be so prescriptive in the, the lux of the light and the temperature of the light, that the wavelength of the light that we're exposing customers to. So those are two very small examples of uh, what we've done to influence. I mean, we're also building a lounge in our new Perth terminal our aircraft will be operating into Perth from the east coast of Australia and then onwards to London. Also, the aircraft coming in from London will be transiting in Perth. So we've designed a new lounge in Perth for customers who are transiting there um, that has a number of experiences which we'll talk about in the coming month, which are designed specifically around trying to minimise the effects of jet lag, accelerate the phase shift to the to the arrival time zone and make customers feel as comfortable as possible. So we're really at each touch point of the customer experience, we're using some of the best science in the world to design the actual journey itself. Yeah, that's really interesting about the lounges because it is really an extension of the flight. You know, you get a couple of hours with the customers before the flight and potentially a couple of hours in transit either way where you can do some of that phase shifting as well as looking after the health and optimising functioning. Yeah, exactly. And we really tried to sort of touch as many aspects of that um, kind of journey support as we can within that lounge. So we're, we're, that that will be absolutely reflective of the, the current Qantas brand. The interiors will look and feel like they are part of the Qantas experience, but there will be some elements of that lounge which will be designed specifically to assist customers either before commencing an ultra-long-haul flight on the way out to London or after arriving in Australia from an ultra-long-haul flight and before continuing on to the East Coast. Great. Thanks for those insights, Phil. Pleasure. For the A to Z of sleeping well, head to the hub, sleephub.com.au. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for your own independent health professional's advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider within your country or place of residency with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.